Jimmy Dean's. Those little, little sandwiches. They do make tiny ones. Presents, nope. The Yearbook Internet Sportscast. Yes, for the last time, it's Sarda, not Carda. Even though it's spelled Carda, C-A-R-D-A, it's Sarda. And even though we misspelled her name in the episode description, but that's been fixed. We're talking about Creighton University's women's basketball senior, Temi Sarda. And we were way premature. Last week, we were poetic about Sarda, who has worn a COVID mask for safety throughout every game this season. She wears it the entire game. She plays major minutes, moves around a lot. She's in good enough shape to wear the mask the entire game without taking it off. And that is rare in college basketball. We were poetic about Sarda playing her last ever career game in the semifinals of the Big East tournament. So that was Sarda's last ever game until her next game in the women's NIT, which Creighton qualified for. Folks, look, Mr. Burns, I don't know what you think sideburns are. Okay. Are you a fan of a bad baseball team? If so... You may have used, we have, you may have used the old, if we didn't give up 10 runs in the first inning, we would have won 4-2 adage. Louisville men's basketball essentially died by that adage this season. Louisville is one of the big names not in this year's NCAAs, and that's probably because of only three games. The Cardinals played Wisconsin, who's good, and lost by 37. Uh, The Cardinals played North Carolina, who's decent, and lost by 45 And the Cardinals played Duke, who's not good, and lost by 14. Louisville really didn't do anything wrong this season, except for those three games. Take away those three games, and the Cardinals are in March Madness. Take away that first inning, and we would have won 4-2. Also, miraculously, the NCAA Selection Committee actually also kept Duke out. Uh, This is not a knock on Duke. Every year it seems like the committee's going to use any excuse to get a really, really marketable college like Duke into the tournament while also using any excuse to get an undefeated 54-0 smaller school out of the tournament. Uh, Kentucky didn't make it either, but the NCAA was contractually obligated to keep them out because the Wildcats have a losing record. But Duke was a not great but still eligible 13-11, and the committee resisted the last time a Coach K Duke team was not in the NCAAs was 1983. Yes, uh, you might have heard something about 1995, and Duke did miss the 1995 NCAAs, but Mike Krzyzewski coached less than half that season. He had to leave the team for health reasons. That did not happen this time. The latest threat to college basketball, and there have been a lot of them, is Overtime Elite. That's a new league that's supposedly going to give amateur players 16 years old and up at least $100,000 a year, as well as that much in college money if they decide to go to college. The NBA, by itself, was a huge threat to NCAA March Madness, but Overtime, which is the organization that runs Overtime Elite, has become famous with athletes thanks to their famous high school highlight videos. So, the big money of the revered, admired NBA... The smaller, but still money, of the NBA G League and the good money plus benefits of the admired overtime organization. Or college basketball. 
for the most part, college basketball has always had the best players on the planet first, and it's very possible that losing a lot of those players to other places and the lack of star power that creates will hurt ratings. And if March Madness gets hurt, that is bad for everyone in the college business. The NCAA, which is funded by March Madness, and all the member schools who also make a lot of money from March Madness too. So all these rivals to the NCAA could seriously change things. But that's not a bad thing for the players who now have options finally, and the players have the chance to turn their talent into a paycheck before it's too late for whatever reason. Also, I'm sick of all the things that are going to kill college basketball. Yes, I'm actually sick of all the people who mention all the things that are going to kill college basketball. The NCAA could lose the household names and the star power. That is something. But if all the top freshman prospects wind up in overtime elite and the G League, Kansas and LSU fans are going to be celebrating signing the top college-bound players. And there will always, 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 always be overlooked prospects who grow into pros in college. NCAA basketball has always had future NBA players who went unrecruited or under-recruited, went to smaller schools, and three years later, fans are asking how in the world C.J. McCollum wound up at Lehigh. There will also always be prospects who want to go to college. Uh, going back to Kansas for a moment, Kansas fans live for what Kansas is doing. Not what's going on at the next level. And that same thing goes for a lot of places. Definitely the ACC, UCLA, etc. But also that goes for Northern Iowa and Bradley, Dayton, Siena. The list goes on and on. Plus, March Madness became a big payday in the first place because of the wild, upset-filled first four days of the tournament. Now, even if you want to debate that and you don't agree and you only give the upsets partial credit for making March Madness so big, the wacky games are at worst a big reason for the tournament's popularity and all that cash. So most of what makes college basketball big has nothing to do with being an NBA minor league. Now, that helps being an NBA farm system. That definitely helps. The ratings might go down. Future TV paydays could be in jeopardy. But college basketball is not dying. Scott Dixon's Pringles sign in the Pringles aisle is still there at the local Target. Yeah, I should. If, uh, if you're not familiar with this really boring story, a cardboard sign shilling for Pringles, showing off IndyCar driver Scott Dixon and his car all decked out in Target colors, it's still displayed at the local Target. But Target, the company, left IndyCar and has not been paying Dixon since the end of the 2016 season. So that is free advertising for Target featuring Scott Dixon for more than four years now. The equivalent, I guess, would be, Hey kids, it's me, Cleveland Cavaliers star LeBron James. Have a Pringle. Hanging up in a Target somewhere. With. Unique analysis like that, it's hard to believe we've fallen off the iTunes list of the top IndyCar podcasts. That is true, by the way. We were somehow solidly on there on that list for eternity. But eternity came early for the yearbook, and now we're coming for you. This is success from Business Insider, and we're coming for you. 
like I was saying with Jason Spells, which last recorded an episode almost three years ago. Says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com, do we say that? Last week in Division I AA football, Missouri State upset South Dakota Saturday. Wait a minute. Wasn't Missouri State last seen last September losing at Oklahoma? Yes, they were. In this bizarre school year where some college football teams played full fall seasons, some played partial fall seasons, some opted for a partial spring season, some opted for a full spring season, and some played no seasons, Missouri State is playing two seasons. A little. Missouri State. Not Missouri. Missouri State. The Bears. Missouri State most famously lost at Oklahoma back when the COVID-riddle 2020 season actually kicked off. Less famously, the rest of their 2020 season consisted of two games with fellow Division I AA outlier Central Arkansas. Missouri State lost to Central Arkansas September 26th, scheduled Central Arkansas again for homecoming three weeks later, and lost to Central Arkansas again. End fall season. Now the Bears are three games into an eight-game spring season. If they play their entire spring schedule, Missouri State will have played football, including training camp, for the last nine months. But that's only 11 games, which is actually the length of a normal non-COVID season, and that's exactly how the Bears are counting it. As one long season. Their 2-4 and four record combines the 0-3 fall with the 2-1 and one spring. Also, in case you missed it, the Bears coach is Bobby Petrino. Yes, that Bobby Petrino. If you don't know who Bobby Petrino is, then it doesn't matter. 